Your views, your news, your Limerick Today. Limerick Today. Limerick Today with Joe Nash. Animal lovers in Limerick may not be aware that the county is home to Ireland's first dedicated bat hospital. Founder of Bat Rehabilitation Ireland, Susan Kerwin, is doing fantastic work helping these amazing creatures from her back garden. And she has a pretty impressive story herself, I can tell you. And she's with me now in the studio to share it. And you're welcome. Good morning to you. How are you doing? Hi, Joe. Thanks very much for having me in. And I hear particular congratulations are in order. You were very recently married. Much appreciated. Yes, last Friday. Good. So we're still reeling from all the celebrations. All right. All went well. Excellent. We had such a good day. Fantastic. So it's an interesting connection that you have with bats and how you became interested because it was during a difficult enough health period in your own life. Isn't that right? Yes, it was. When I was 27, I was diagnosed with cervical cancer. And uh, I had to go to um, a surgery after that and then related uh, treatment. So I found it very difficult uh, to deal with everything that was happening at that time. Um, I was a mother of two young children, so I suffered with insomnia. So at night, um, I would go out into the back garden, I'd sit outside, have my cup of tea and started to notice all of these amazing bats that were living in the crevices of the, the houses across from me and the trees so I decided that I would learn a little bit more about them. And then in in that, became completely fascinated. So it helped me to get through that very difficult time. And then as I recovered, I decided that I was going to give back to this little amazing species and start the bat hospital. Okay. But I mean, at 27, I mean, that was a serious health challenge you faced, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was completely shocking. I, at, at that age, you don't expect to have to deal with something like that. Um, but luckily, I had a great family there to support me and, you know, I'm through it today, so I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy. Yeah, and as you said, the legacy of it is this interest in bats and the help that you are providing to them to this day. Exactly. So it just, it allows me now to give back to the, the passion that helped me through that really difficult time in my life. And the Bat Hospital has just, it's, it's taken off so much that we have calls coming in from all across the country. I have people that reach out to me from all around the world. So I've had somebody contact me just recently from the Seychelles that had found a bat that wanted some advice on how to care for it and contain it. So it's it's huge. And only recently we were contacted by uh, Merlin Tuttle, who's a bat expert. He's actually the most well-known bat expert in the world. And he's had 60 years of working conservation he came to Ireland with his family and he emailed me directly and said that he'd heard so much about me that he wanted to meet up, which was just, I was just blown away by it. And we've since had many conversations and myself and my husband, Tommy now, will be heading over to Austin in May so that they can show us the work that they're doing there and hopefully we can bring back some right. to Ireland. Is that the first time you said husband in public? It's not, it's not actually, but it still feels very strange. It's just flowing out of Tommy's mouth. But for me, yeah, just getting used to that. My husband, Tommy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And how do people feel when they discover that all this wonderful work's going on in brewery? Would you believe it? People are fascinating. They're fascinated because Limerick is actually, we've been doing phenomenal work for bats over the last few years. 
We have the Limerick Back Group, which is based here as well, with Tanya Slattery, that I'm on the committee with. So we've kind of had our tentacles reaching out as was, but the fact that we are based in Bury, it's amazing to see the local people now reaching out. So we've started, like we've done a bat box project in the village, working with the tidy towns. We're going to be doing some nocturnal signage up there as well. So it's 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 hugely popular. And I think because people are so fascinated by nocturnal species, people want to know more, which right. is great. Explain nocturnal signage to me. Okay, so we're going to put some signage around the village to show the nocturnal species, including the species of bat that live there, but also other animals. So badgers, fox, barn owl, uh, long-eared owl, and just something to for people to appreciate the nocturnal species at night. We don't see them as much, so we may not appreciate them as much. Right. We're chatting to Susan Kerwin, uh, founder of Bat Rehabilitation Ireland. Um, so there's a whole world going on at night then that most of us know nothing about when it comes to nature. Exactly. And it's, and it's equally as important. Bats are... The nine species that we have here in Ireland are all insectivorous. So they're feeding on pest insects. And I have a little bat here that I just want to give you an idea. You have a bat? I have a little bat that I brought in. Now, she's an educational bat. So when she came in, she was only two weeks old. And okay, you have to bring it up to the screen there I now so that people... We're going to video this as well. Can we just push it a little bit for, forward there so we can mm-hmm. see? So this is... this is Oh, it's, it really is a bat. Yeah, so she's only eight weeks old now. But when push she it up a little bit more to the screen for yeah. me, please. Yeah, yeah. So push the, in here. No, no, this way, the other way. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that people can see that when we produce the video. There oh, wow. That's amazing. Tiny. She's only just not even two inches long. She weighs five grams and she has a wingspan of 23 centimetres. But this little one is so important at night. She eats over 3,000 small winged insects. Uh, especially midges and mosquitoes. So she's eating her own body weight in insects every night. And insectivorous bats, um, they make up 70% of the overall bat species that we have in the world. Right. And and I'm wondering how... um, uh, Yeah, perfect. Yes, just so people can... Just move it the other way. Yeah, people can see it there. Just bring it this way to me. This way. Lovely, lovely. (laughs) Brilliant stuff. Bring it over there. Yeah, now we're right. Now we can see. Hello, bat. How are you doing? Isn't she beautiful? That is me. I mean, um, is this environment okay for the bat? Yeah, it's, well, all the sound is going through the headphones, so she doesn't hear anything. Oh yes, yeah. that's yeah. I see what you mean. And she is. Oh, look, look at the wingspan when you when you extend it. Yeah. The wingspan is extraordinary. So the bat's wing is designed much differently than a bird's wing. It's actually made up of elongated fingers, so it's just like our own hand. Right. So she has far more control when she's flying, so she can go backwards and forward and up. So it's allowing her to grab all of those pretty acrobatical little yeah. insects that she feeds on. Well, in all the years we've been doing Limerick today, this is definitely the very first time we have had uh, a real live bat with us in the studio. Um, I, I, and it, just remind me again, is it like radar that bats use? Or? They use echolocation. So she uses a series of clicks. She sends out the sound to her larynx. And then the the sound will go out, creates this echo, bounces back, and it can tell her exactly what's in her environment. So there's lots of myths about bats. We'll just get the one where myths that um, bats will fly into your hair, which we all grew up with. So bats won't fly into your hair. They you, Because they have the ability to use echolocation, they don't even need to use their own eyesight. 
So by sending out these sounds, they can tell, is it an insect? Is it is it Joe Nash? I want to avoid him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You don't have to overdo that. Right. And this allows them then to map their environment just by using sound. So they don't fly into your hair. Do they have eyesight at all? Yes, they do. They have oh, quite good eyesight. So very small eyes, which tells us in any animal that eyesight isn't um, extremely important to them. But they do have good eyesight. They can't see in the dark. They don't see in the dark, but the ability to use echolocation means that they can um, have more control of movement in the dark by using that sound. Right. And and Susan, uh, what are the varieties of bats that we have in the Limerick area? We're very lucky here in Limerick. We have all nine species. That's the pipistrels. So so just to say the bat's going back into the bag now. Yeah, she's going back. That certainly woke me up on a Monday morning. Not every, not every day you're handed a bat. Look at this. Well, uh, not every day a bat meets Joan Ash either. So we'll, so, so, <laughs> we'll see how she feels. So the varieties. So we have three species of pipistrelle. We have the brown long-eared bat, which is the most easy recognised. We have the lesser horseshoe bat, whiskered bats, natterers bats, and the two cis bat. So we have all of the species in Limerick, mm. um, which is which is pretty amazing. And there are certain places, I think, including in parts of Limerick, where there are preservation orders in place, aren't there? Because bats have taken over particular old buildings and the like. So um, Curchase House is one of the most important bat sites in Limerick. And it has been um, home to a roost of um, lesser horseshoe bats, which are Ireland's most rarest species. There are only over 14,000 of the species in the country, whereas compared with the pipistrelle, there might be a million plus. So they're really endangered. So it it is preserved out there, especially for the bats, that building. And when we talk about you having a bat hospital, in what circumstances are you treating bats and what would happen to them that they would need your help? We, most of the bats that we see coming in would be um, cat. Cat is, you know, they're they're um, predate on bats, and uh, that would be the most amount we'd see in. But also, people are knocking old buildings, pulling down trees, people doing work on their roofs, and they don't realise that they have bat roofs there. We get those in, and then you have the other injuries, like at night they might have been hit by a car. So a lot of different reasons that they're coming in um, and they stay with us then for the length of time that they're recovering. And then what we do is, be, thankfully, we have a team of, of volunteers, transport volunteers that work all across the country. So when a bat comes in, say, from Kong in Mayo, that bat is transported by a couple of different volunteers. And then when it's ready to go back, I will place a ring on it. Bat, Rehabilita- bat Rehabilitation Ireland are the only organisation in Ireland that are licensed to ring eight of our nine species. So the identification ring goes back on. I'll go and meet a volunteer and then the relay starts again to get them back. So it's very important that they go back to where they came from because they are a social creature and they spend all their lives with their families, especially the females. The, the mothers, the aunts, the, the sisters, they all stay together and then they teach the next generation of where the best foraging areas are and the best roof sites. So it's really important. Right. Can people visit you? We're not open to the public, but I do um, visit schools uh, voluntarily. I go and visit the school and give a, uh, a talk to the kids, which I think is, is really, really important. And um, we do bat walks with the Limerick Bat Group as well for anybody that's interested in getting involved with bats. 
Susan, do you have people helping you? Um, at the centre, I'm. it's just myself, but yes, I do. I have other people around the country now. We have um, opened another branch in Dublin, Battery Rehabilitation Dublin, which is amazing. And we have some other people that are working in other parts as well. Um, we do other projects. So we work with UCD's Bat Lab and the Veterinary Science Lab in UCD. We do research on virology, parasitology, genetics. So we're very much involved in the conservation through research as well. Do people's fear of bats and you know, the myths that you mentioned, does that bother you? No, it doesn't. It, it wouldn't bother me, but I um, I can understand it because we all have phobias. You know, we all, and, and they're, they're genuine, you know, phobias. But I think once you explain to people, like you saw the little bat today, see how small they are. They're a very timid creature. And I think when you explain the, the role they play as pest control, insectivorous bats, how important they are to the environment, people start to come around to seeing that they're not a class of rodent. They don't go into your house and they don't use nesting materials. So you'll never hear them gnawing at the wood or at the wires or anything like that. They are so important that in parts of the world, including America, they save billions of dollars every year on the reduction of pest control. So, or sorry, pesticides. So they do that in Ireland too. More bats, less pesticides need to create our food, which is less chemicals coming into the food chain, which we all know is vitally important. Are you hopeful that our bat population will still be there in 10, 20, 30 years? We're hopeful, but they're so delicate to changes in their environment. And I've mentioned there several times, pesticides, chemicals, hugely important that are not used around bats. It can wipe out a whole colony. But also trees. So in, in a garden, when you have a big old tree, you look out, you think, what lives there? Birds, insects. But actually that's a bat roost as well. So just because you don't see the bats in it doesn't mean that they're not living there. So it's very important that people are made aware of their importance, aware of where they live and how we can protect them. Uh, and presumably people can find out more about Bat Rehabilitation Ireland online. Is there a still a GoFundMe page? We we don't have a GoFundMe page, but we, we rely totally on donations from the public very kindly. So if anybody would like to donate, they can find our website, which is loads of helpful information on how you can garden for bats. It's batrehabilitationireland.ie or you can find us on Facebook if you do run into an issue where you find a bat in trouble. Absolutely. Well, Susan Kerwin, great to see you. Congratulations again Thank you so on much. your marriage and uh, thanks for giving me quite a surprise this Monday morning, bringing a real live bat and we'll pop up the video so the people can see it. We got it in the shot, I'm delighted to say. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today. Limerick Today. Limerick Today with Joe Nash.